Hello everyone, it's Brother Dylan Darmel here with Holiness Preaching Online Podcast, and I'm your host. Wanted to take the time to let you guys know that we have great friends of the podcast. In a couple minutes you'll hear some advertisements of podcasts and good holiness resources that we have available out there. I would highly recommend you guys go check them out. Give them a follow. Listen to their content. And I hope that they can be able to encourage you and lift you up. We have thousands of resources out there. But what about choosing a holiness resource? A Christian-based resource? So give them a follow and listen today. I know you won't be disappointed. May God richly bless you. Take care. Hello, HPO listeners. My name is Ashton McDonald. I'm the host of Preach the Word podcast. We offer weekly uploads of sermons that are shared at Landmark Holiness Church, located here on the outskirts of Mobile, Alabama. The majority of the sermons are from our pastor, Reverend Shad McDonald. We also have a large archive of sermons from years past and from many other ministers that will be added to the podcast periodically. Our goal is to edify and encourage the saints and to also extend an invitation of salvation to the sinner. Hope that you'll check us out, enjoy some episodes, and share the preached word with a friend. If you would like to contact us, you can do so by emailing us at preachthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, welcome to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. Grab your Bible and listen to God's voice through our anointed Pentecostal holiness ministers as they deliver the burning message on their hearts. Thank you for your support. Let's worship the Lord. I said, let's worship the Lord. I don't feel like we've quite been doing him justice. I said, let's worship the Lord. You feel like you're doing him justice? Worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord together. Great is the Lord. Hallelujah. Greatly to be praised. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was in a service several years back. I'm going to say this before they sang. I was in a service. Actually, Brother Ben Shaw was preaching a meeting. It's been several years back at the home church and another one of them times that we come home and they were having revival. And um, I had got up, and uh, no reflection on everybody's different, but uh, I'm not much of one to sit down while the preacher's preaching, and um, I'm usually on my feet, so I had got up and moved to the side door there by the platform and was standing there back in the preacher. And Brother Ben Shaw quoted a scripture, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How many knows that scripture? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know the rest of it. Everybody here that uh, knows much about the Bible knows that story. Immediately when he began to quote that, they that wait upon the Lord, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, you've abused that scripture. And it kind of took me aback. And I said, well, in my spirit, I said, well, what, what, what are you trying to say to me? He said, you've claimed you were waiting on me and I've come into service time after time and you left the same way you came, claiming you were... Claiming that you were waiting on me and he said, you were not waiting on me. I was there. 
how many times have I been preaching? How many times have I been preaching? And I, I, I realized that there were people there that needed help from God. And they did not respond to the altar. And they didn't pray like they should. And they shook my hand after church and said, I sure hope God will help me sometime. And I, and I scratched my head and said, he was here. Well, I got news for y'all tonight. He's in this house. And he's been in this house. There's been a handful of folks that's kind of really been responding to him. But I tell you, if we had make it a group effort and really begin to worship God, I believe God's capable of doing mighty things. How many believe that? You believe that? Help the kids.
How many believes that tonight? There's power in the name of Jesus. So grateful for everyone that's here tonight. May the Lord richly bless you for coming, all the preacher brethren that are here tonight, visitors from different places. We're so glad that you're here. May God touch you for being here. If I could preach this to you the way I felt it today, I don't know what may happen. I may get I may get raptured. But uh, and that'd be something. But I'll tell you, I have felt the Holy Ghost today, preparing for this service. And uh, if you think that I just shout in church, you're bad mistaken. wasn't long ago I got to listening to I got to listening in the bed. I had my earphones on, and uh, I I when I preach I'm. You don't preach. I don't. I don't preach and put all that into it and the Spirit of God get on you and then you just go home, fall down to bed and go to sleep. That's not how I can't do it. You may can. If you can, Lord bless your heart. But I can't. And so it takes me a long time to unwind. And I was laying there and uh, I, was try- I was supposed to be unwinding. But I got to listening to them sing about heaven on my, I don't remember what I was listening to. I don't remember if I was listening, I had it plugged up to the computer there beside the bed with my earphones on or my, I don't remember if I was listening to my phone. I don't remember what it was, but I got to, and they got singing about heaven and instead of unwinding, I got wound up. Luckily for Sister Darla, I got out of the bed. And I went in the kitchen and brother, I'm gonna tell you, I shook a leg, Hallelujah. Wasn't anybody there but me and Jesus. But I'll tell you, I got to think about going to heaven. I'm going to tell you, we're on our way someplace tonight. Hello? We were singing that first song. Brother uh, Burr got singing that first song we were singing tonight. And I got to watching us. And uh, after a while, I quit watching y'all and I got to really thinking about it. I got to watching us not thinking about what we were singing about. Because when you really think about that, you forget about what the singer's doing and what so-and-so's out there has done and you forget about who else is doing anything and you really start thinking about that. Something will turn over inside of you and the Holy Ghost will turn a cartwheel in you if you're not careful, amen. I'm going to tell you, when the Holy Ghost turns a cartwheel in you, you'll do something. You say, well, I don't agree. Well, I disagree with you. I believe that Jesus had so much power that John did a cartwheel in his mama's belly. Hey, man, when he just got close to that power. How many's glad you're saved tonight? No, come on. How many's really glad you're saved tonight? You're glad he delivered you. You're glad your name is written down in heaven. How many knows that for a fact? How many could really rear back if they had to and sing, I know, I know, my name is there. How many could really sing that and mean it from the bottom of your heart? Then I'll tell you what the Bible said, rejoice not because the devils are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. How many can say amen to that? How many can say, thank God my name is written down in heaven? Thank God I've been through that crimson flow. Thank God my heart's white. Thank God, amen. I said, thank God my heart's right. Thank God he changed me. Thank God when I got up from the altar, I was a new creature. Y'all's worried about me reading the scripture and I'm trying to preach to you. Listen to me. Thank God I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Old things become new. Old brother Curly used to say, oh man, man, he would, and I've already told you a little about him in this meeting, he had shout and dance and one night, or many, many nights I've heard him say, I got, he used to, he said, I used to ride 25 miles on horseback after working and sundown just to go to a dance and dance all night long. He said, when I got saved, I didn't quit dancing, I just changed partners, Hallelujah. 
Uh, don't y'all fasten your seatbelts on me. You might as well loosen them up just a little bit. I'm going to tell you, it makes me glad inside to know that I am saved beyond the shadow of a doubt. It makes me glad to know I know Jesus. Can you say amen? Don't have anything to do with what I'm going to preach, really, I don't guess. Except if you're not saved, it's probably not going to do a lot for you. If you're not saved, I got good news for you. You can get that way. Hello? He came seeking and saving that which was. That's right. The well don't need a physician. Did you hear that? Well don't need a physician. People that's sick does. Amen. Matthew 25, thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for the offerings, all the food, everything that you've done for us. May the Lord richly bless you. Matthew 25 and verse 6. Oh, I feel like preaching to you tonight. If I could just get this across to you. I'm not going to read the whole story. This is all I want. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold! How many has ever been to, anybody here, don't sit down yet. Anybody here ever been to Williamsburg, Virginia? Anybody? Raise your hand right. We don't have them now, but if you've ever been there and you ever spent much time there, they had back then what they called a town crier. Anybody understand what that is? That was someone, they didn't have an alarm clock sitting by the bed. Uh, they, and they didn't, uh, they didn't really probably, they didn't have a clock anywhere, hardly. And they depended on someone in this town crier would come down the street and he would say, It's 10 o'clock and all is well. And he'd go on down the street. Ten o'clock and all is well. He had a big booming voice. Always. Well, this cry here came at midnight. It's midnight. Hello? And behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Hallelujah. Would you stretch your hand this way and ask God to anoint us. Lord, I need a special anointing from heaven this very night. God, I am asking you to open up the ears and the hearts of this people. I am asking you to anoint them with the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you to let the Spirit of God quicken this into every heart that is here. And I'm asking you to anoint my lips of clay. Let me be a conduit from the heavenly world into this house. Would you pour in the Holy Ghost and pour me out in Jesus' wonderful name. Give us a mighty move of God around these altars. And everyone said... Amen. Let's worship him one more time before we sit down. I feel the presence of God in this house. Woo! Hey! Hallelujah! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for honoring the Word of God. Behold! The bridegroom cometh I was in a camp meeting a while back and uh, I, I don't get to go to a lot of meetings a lot of times I, I am in a meeting and so it knocks me out of going to very many but I, I was there one night and the spirit of God spoke with tongues and interpretation I could not give you the entire message in its entirety or the message in its entirety at all but I can give you the context. It was to preachers, and there was a bunch of them there. It was to preachers, and the Holy Ghost said, Behold, I come quickly. Go and take my message and preach it often that I am standing even at the door. I said this last night to Brother Hurst, and I always enjoy, uh, I enjoy a private conversations with Brother Hurst, and you've already heard me say that. I do not say things to be flowery. Uh, you don't know me very well if you think that. I, I, that's not my setup or my way. 
Sister Darla's probably laughing out loud because she knows that's not my way. So when I say something, I really mean it. I'm not buttering. I'm already here. I don't need a meeting. And, uh, and uh, so... <laughs> But I do enjoy the one-on-one with Brother Hurst, and, and we, had a, we had a good little debate last night. And uh, there was times he had said he didn't agree with me, and there was times I said I didn't agree with him. And we come to church smiling tonight, and I've already shouted, I'm ahead of y'all. <laughs> Some of you anyway. Hello. It wasn't anything in depth. But, but in another conversation, this was not what the conversation was about we was having the discussion on. But I said to him, or it may have been today, We used to talk about the coming of the Lord a lot more than we do now. Part of that is because it became an argument all the time. Everybody wanted to talk about when he was coming. And what we did is stop talking about him coming at all. I am not here tonight to shed any theological light. On, on the time of his coming. I'm not here to even give you my idea or anything like that. I just came to tell you tonight, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Amen. I'm not putting a date on it. I'm not putting a time on it. I'm not telling you front, back, middle, forward, and sideways. I'm not telling you all that. I'm telling you Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming, and we better get ready. Can you say amen? He came for that purpose. He came to reconcile us back to God, and he came to get a bride ready to take back to heaven to be with him. It was the plan from the foundation of the world. You might as well say amen. I said it was the plan from the foundation of the world. He, I'm going to tell you, we do not realize it a lot of times. We get so sidetracked with all of the things that are going on around us. We get sidetracked with all of the things that's going on in our lives. And we forget that we are living in the middle of the greatest love story that there has ever been ever ever in the history of the world some of y'all didn't get that I said we're living in the middle of the greatest love story that there have ever been for God so what for God so what loved amen and brother I'm telling you the preacher hit it dead on tonight there is power in that love can you say amen he came to get a bride ready he didn't come to make us just feel good he didn't come just to be our healer and he did come to do that he didn't come just to be our savior he come to get him a bride ready to take back to the heavenly world he come to reconcile us to God. He come to get us prepared because he's going to present to himself a bride. Amen. I'll tell you, I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad he included me. I said, I'm glad he included me. Hey, brother, are you? You know, how many remember getting ready to get married? Can you remember that far back? I'm going to tell you, the person that's been in here, in here that's been married the longest amount of time, could still tell you right now, with a sparkle in their eye, what it was like preparing to get married. Hello? Woo, some of y'all sitting back on me here. Mary's been that bad to you? Maybe it's your fault. <laughs> Hello? But, but, but you wanted to get things together. You wanted to do things to the best of your ability. And when you're young and you don't have any money, the best of your ability is usually not very good. You might as well say amen. But that's not his way. <laughs> He's got resources at his fingertips that'll blow your mind. 
Oh, I hope y'all's going to help me. I hope y'all's going to do more than listen. Y'all need to pedal tonight. Amen. He said in John chapter 14 and verse number 2, how many know what it says? In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But then this is what he said. I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going back to my Father and I'm going to get things ready. I'm going to get things all set up. It's not going to be, hey brother, it's not going to be second rate. It's not going to be an afterthought. He said, I'm going to get things together because I'm going to come back and when I take you back with me, you're going to be glad to go. I said, you're going to be glad. you got to go, brother. Woo! I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will. Does anybody believe that? We don't hear enough preaching about this uh, to get excited about it like we ought to anymore. Uh, but I'm going to tell you if he's coming back, uh, I felt in my spirit a cry uh, the last few days. Uh, Behold, uh, the bridegroom uh, is a coming. Uh, hey, brother, uh, when he gets here, uh, I want to be ready. Uh, I said I want to be ready. Uh, Hey, brother. You know, the Lord, this is interesting. I sure didn't have this, uh, this thought out at all or even thought about saying anything about this. It was very interesting when uh, I, I started dating my wife. Actually, the Spirit of God spoke to me. And I never went on a date with her before. I knew her. It was kind of funny. I'd went to OBI with my family when I was 15 and sang, and she was there in college. I remember her walking up to my mom, and I thought, man, who's this ditzy girl? She didn't impress me none. But I was 15, and she was 18, and that's a world apart when you're there. Amen. But years went by and things changed. Can you say amen? Things changed. And uh, I, I remember when the Holy Ghost, I had been praying fervently to God about his will. And I remember when I was walking off the platform one night at Bible school after the preacher had preached on the will of God. And, and I had, uh, the Lord spoke to me out loud. One of the very few times in my life I heard the audible voice of God. And, and I stepped off of the platform and I had been praying fervently for several months and uh, about the will of God in that area for my life I believe you ought to pray about it hello I don't believe it's an eeny meeny miny mole I don't believe it's a heads or tails kind of deal I don't believe it's a rose petal she loves me she loved me not kind of game I believe you can pray through to you know God's will now somebody in here especially mom and daddy some of you ought to say amen I stepped off of the platform onto the first step and the Spirit of God spoke to me and told me, you'll marry Darla Cole. I about fell off the next step. I'd never been out with her before. And I remember standing there on that step, Brother Maggard, and I said, God, say that again. <laughs> Hello? And God was gracious enough he did. He said it again. I knew that. He didn't speak to her like that. Hello? And uh, I am not, uh, even yet, I am not the most patient human in the world that there ever has been. Confess your faults one to another that you may, you know. I'm not the most patient person. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, she uh, was uh, as skittish as a deer. 
One time I talked to her sister Rose and she was all warm and cozy. And the next time I talked to her, she was an iceberg. And brother, I was not one to put up with such things. I would have just said, okay, flip my nose and down the road I'd have went. But the Lord had spoke to me. Oh, I'm telling y'all something. Throw your Harlequin romance away and listen to me preach. Hallelujah. You need to throw it away anyway. And, uh, and uh, she, uh, she uh, uh, and I remember, Brother Donald, I, I knew what God had spoke to me, and so it caused me to get involved much quicker than, uh, than may have been normal because I knew God had spoke to me. Hello? And, uh, and so it didn't take me long, brother. I figured out where I was at. I'm not talking about the first or second date or anything like that, but I'm talking about after a while, I realized that I thought that I was in love before, but now I really was in love. And some people say, well, my first love this, my first love that. Brother, I know when I fell in love. Hello? I thought I was a bunch of times, but it was something else. <laughs> you know, some other kind of bug had bitten me. Hello? But I remember, Brother Donald, you're going to like this. Uh, the first time I looked at her and I said, I love you. And she said, thank you. That didn't do me too good. Hallelujah. She didn't know I could still get her back 17 years later, but I can. Hallelujah. That was not the response that I was looking for. I'm going somewhere here. And I remember the next time that I said, I love you. She said, thank you. And I remember after a month of saying, I love you, she would say, thank you. Hello? <laughs> I remember this went by and that went by and she would send me a card and I, I would open it up and we had a long distance relationship. There ain't no doubt about that. And, uh, and I'd open that up and I'd look at it and the first thing, Brother Hurst, I'd look at, I'd see how she signed that devil. Hallelujah. Come on now. And it might say yours truly or it might say, you know, affectionately Darla or something. But brother, it didn't say what mine did. I hope y'all stay with me. It was Valentine's Day. And I thought, my goodness, surely, unless something's crazy wrong with me, surely. And I remember... I opened up that card. We were sitting there together, and I opened up that card. I'm letting you into a real personal glimpse here now. <laughs> and I opened up that card, Brother Maggard, and I didn't really read the outside of it nor the inside of it. I looked to see how the sorry thing was signed. And it said, affectionately, darling. I looked that card over front and back and she's a witness. Uh, I was looking for I love you in that sorry thing uh, and it was not there. Hello? I was not getting back from her what I felt like I was giving out. And I wonder how he feels about us. Woo! Hello? But then she handed me a little gift and I opened it up and, and how many's ever got anything from things remembered? Anybody ever got anything from that little old place where they engraved stuff and, and it was a little heart-shaped keychain and, 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 and I seen something wrote on it and boy, whoop, but it was just my initials. <laughs> but I remember it was pretty and I, I was thankful, I was glad. I remember I took it out and I slipped it on my finger and it spun around on the other side and on the other side engraving it said, I love you. I exited that car. I ran around and around that car. 
I jumped up in the air. I hooted and hollered and howled. And she's there to tell you it's true. You know why? I was getting back from her what I had been giving out. I'm going to tell you. And he said, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. He meant for us to say, Oh, thank God. We've been waiting on this. I've been looking for this ever since I got saved. I've been waiting on him to come. I've been looking for him. I've looked out through the lattice of the morning. I've looked out through the windows of the night. I've been waiting on him to come. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to tell y'all he has loved us when we were unlovable. (laughs) Do you remember when he was loving you when you didn't care? Oh, y'all's not remembering good. Do you remember when he was loving you and calling you and you was pushing him away? Does anybody remember that? Do you remember when he was calling your name? I feel the Holy Ghost. And you were shunning him. And he was loving you when you did not love him back. And the songwriter sat down and wrote the words. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is to him. I come to preach a union road tonight. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. I'm looking for him. It makes me happy. It makes me excited. It makes me want to raise my hands. It makes me want to love him. He loved. My God have mercy. He loved us when we were unlovable. And just thinking about seeing him in person ought to make something in my heart. Oh, y'all ain't here with me. I said, just thinking about seeing him in person. You mean the bridegroom's coming? Yeah. It ought to make my heart. Hey, hey, come on there now. How many of y'all remember when you were about to propose? Huh? Anybody besides me remember that? Hello? Man, some of y'all's got Alzheimer's or you're wanting to forget or something. You won't even raise your hand on that. Hallelujah. I remember your 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 heart. Hello? It's up in your throat. You can hear it beating in your ears. You know why? Because that means a lot to you. I tell you, he's a coming back for a bride, and it means a lot to him. He gave everything. I said he gave everything. He gave us every opportunity to be ready. Amen. He has courted us. You might as well say amen. He has healed us when we were sick. He's picked us up when we were down, when we didn't feel like we could go on. He's carried us some of the time. Why has he done that? He's coming back for a bride. I said he's coming back for a bride. Me and you happen to be part of it. And I came to tell you tonight, behold, the bridegroom is coming. He has made everything available for me to be ready. Come on now. I said he has given us everything to be available for us to be ready when he decides to make his appearance. Can you say amen to that? Woo, hallelujah. Amen. He's loved us. How many know he's loved you? He's loved you on days when you were down. 
He's loved you when inside you said, I don't think I can go on from here. And he loved me. He's loved me when my attitude wasn't good about serving him. Y'all ain't here, are you? Huh? Oh my, have you always treated him right? I ask a question, have you always treated him right? Hey, was he always there? I said, was he always there when you came crawling back? Hey, 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 husbands, Ephesians chapter 5, husbands love your wives even as Christ did what? Love the church and gave himself for it that he might, now here he's getting us ready, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word but here's what he's getting ready to do that he might present it amen unto himself a glorious church not having spot or recall are y'all hearing me he's trying to get the church ready to hear the cry behold the bridegroom come up raise your hands and magnify God all over this house without spot or wrinkle or any such things but that, that it should be holy and without blemish does that describe you It can. He's made that available. He didn't tell us to be something we could not be. Hello, I said he did not tell us to be something. I got to studying about that. Not having spot or wrinkle. And I, I picked up the phone one day. After I'd done some study on my own, I picked up the phone and I called Brother Savage. And, and we got to talking. I said, I don't ask you a question. He said, Okay. I said, you know, I've been studying on that scripture not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. I said, what do you think that means? He said, boy, I'm glad you asked. He said, I felt the Holy Ghost speaking to my spirit the other day about that very scripture. I said, well, bless God, I want to know what he said. Hello. He said, when he said without spot or wrinkle, he said, the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart and he said, when I said without wrinkle, I mean I'm coming back for a New Testament church that's just like the baby church in the book of Acts. It's not going to have a wrinkle on it. It's not going to be old and crippled. It's not going to be, hey, come on now. It's not going to be a, a church with arthritis that can't hardly move around. It's going to be a church that's got fresh oil in it. It's going to be a church that's new. Amen. It's going to be a church that's got something alive inside that makes it young and vibrant. Somebody ought to say amen. I tell you, I want to be a part of that church. I said I want to be a part of that church because that's the crowd that's going when he says, Behold, the bridegroom, come out. You know, he's even went farther than that to try to get us ready. He really has. Matthew, Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And verse number 7. Listen to what he says. Nation shall rise against nation. He's trying to give us, he's trying to give us everything he can to tell us, you need to get things ready. I'm coming. You need to get everything together. Nation's going to rise against nation. Are you hearing it? Kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and diverse places. How many knows that every bit of that's coming to pass? 
Hello? I said, I'm talking about earthquakes. Any of them earthquakes that's been happening in Oklahoma, the epicenter of those earthquakes has been in, some of them has been in the very section that my home is in. That's where they started from. Never been earthquakes there. My dad's lived there all of his life. His dad lived there all of his life. Great grandpa lived there and there's never really been an earthquake not like those. Are you hearing me? But all of a sudden, there's earthquakes all over the place. All of a sudden, the news is filled. This country is all messed up. And they're having a riot. And this country's having a civil war. And that country's having a civil war. And God's just saying, look, church, I'm trying to give you a sign here. And very soon, there's going to come a midnight cry ringing across the ages. And it's going to say, behold, the bridegroom cometh. He's trying to get us ready, church. That's why we're having revival. That's why I'm trying to stir up the gift that's in you. I realize we need to be ready for that cry. My God. Listen, he didn't stop there. Let's go to verse 10. And then shall many be offended. Huh? I've never seen such a time in the church. I said, I've never seen such a time in the church. I know there's more than one way to interpret this scripture, but I'm talking about the church right now. I've never seen such a time in the church where it was so easy to offend someone. Hello? Offend them from the word, from the Bible. They get offended, pooch their lips and walk out and stomp out and you offended them. Never seen such a time. Hello? This is just one of the signs of the time. They're going to betray one another. That'll be, that'll be probably at a later time than what we're talking about right now, but they'll do that to you right now if you ain't careful. And it amazes me some of the raw, ungodly, unearthly feelings that people get in the house of God, and they hate one another. God's saying this is a sign. I'm going to move on quickly. Verse number 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love, oh God, the what? The what? The love, read it there for me. The love of many shall wax cold. Right when the bridegroom is standing at the door. My God, help me. Right when it's closer than it's ever been. Right when everything is almost in readiness. All of a sudden, the love of many and the bride is going to wax cold. Oh, my God, don't let that be me. I said, don't let that be me. I said, don't let that be me. Don't let that be my church. Don't let that be us. I said don't let that be us. But let our love grow stronger. Can you say amen? Here recently I have I stumbled onto a website. I don't do a lot of internet surfing. I just usually go places where I mean to be going. Here, I think somebody actually sent me an email, and it's actually how I stumbled onto this place. And it was a, it's a website, and, and everybody here may have looked at it, but it just proves how much that I just don't look that much. But, but it, it's called welcomehome.com. Has anybody ever looked at that besides me? Anybody? Really? Cool. Maybe I'm not so far behind the curve of everything. It is a video, it's a website that is completely set up with videos of soldiers coming home and surprising their loved ones. If you have a hard time crying, go home tonight and get on that. Get you a box of Kleenexes and sit down and watch that. Hello. People that they don't even know is anywhere around and they think it's halfway across the world and they're worrying every day that they're dead. When they show up, the raw emotion that starts taking place. Come on here now. 
on that website, there were certain ones on that website where the, where the soldier not only came home and surprised them, but after he surprised them, he proposed. And then it really gets raw emotion. Hello? And, and you know I got, to, I got to watching some of them. And you know what? No doubt they had been talking about getting married. Come on now. No doubt it had been in their conversation about getting married. But this just wasn't the time that they thought that was going to happen. And when all of a sudden that man goes down on that knee and realization starts dawning on them what's going on son some of the emotions you can watch some of it people. some people cry some people holler but the ones that really the ones that really stir my heart is when they start to shake all over they knew it was coming they, they really expected it but it, they just didn't expect it right now <laughs> but when it came brother they was ready they had a yes ready but I got news for you when that cry rings out my God I feel like preaching when that cry rings out across the ages and bounces off of the edge of eternity and comes ringing back behold the bridegroom cometh I want something inside of me to jump up and down I want something inside of me to say great God that's what I'm looking for hey 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 I want to be ready I said I want to be ready when the bride makes that midnight cry. Preacher, how close is it? I didn't come talk to you a lot about times, but I am going to tell you a dream a friend of mine had not long ago. A preacher I know had a dream not long back. He dreamed, Brother Donald, that he saw a table the marriage supper of the Lamb. He said it was completely set. The food was on the table. And he said, when I woke up, they were putting the ice in the glasses. need to let that sink in just a little bit he said when I woke up they were putting the eyes in the glasses sister Hurst that's the last thing you do before you call to the table let's put it under the let's put the eyes in the glasses Woo! and they put the eyes in the glasses come on now and Jesus has stood up from his throne and he's walked out to the edge of glory and he's standing there just waiting on a word from his father and he's looking around and making sure the entourage is already behind him hey brother and there's a cry about to come ringing out behold the bridegroom come up where's it going to find you are you having revival in your life are you closer to God than you've ever been are you loving him more than you've ever loved him where's it going to find you at I get tickled I've heard people saying it's a dumb song I don't care what anybody says it's dumb hello Lord, build me just cabin in the corner of glory land. You ever heard that before? Yeah, you're from Oklahoma, ain't you? No knock on Oklahoma, that's home. Hello? That's not what I'm going for. I'm really not even going for the mansion. But I'm going to tell you when I get there, there's going to be one. <laughs> Are y'all here tonight? 
I got sick. Oh, Lord, I got sick. I was in revival. I was in revival at Prim, Arkansas one time. I got sick. Actually, I got pneumonia and didn't know I had it. And uh, I remember the last night that I could preach. I was cold all over like an iceberg, Brother Jamie, and I preached cold. But I sweated until you could hear the water in my shoes when I walked. And when I got through, I fell down behind the behind the pulpit or, by, or right behind the stage I fell down and I couldn't get up I couldn't I couldn't walk and they carried me home and, and then they had to take me and rush me to the hospital they thought I was dying finally they got me lined out and fixed up and I had pneumonia and I was just pushing on over the top of it I was so sick I didn't want to see no, how, how many knows when you're sick you, you know what I don't want people you just pray at the house for me when I get sick okay you know I mean, if I'm dying, let's have a cottage prayer meeting. But if I'm just, just dog sick, just stay at home. Pray for me there. Is that okay? Good, I'm glad because that's the way I want it. Hey. But I was laying there and I hadn't slept all night and I was sitting there in a chair and some was coming up and there, there at Prim there had been a great preacher and I'm going to hurry now I feel like I'm losing you but there was, a, there was a great man there in that church his name's Brother Harvey Turner he had a, he had a real list he'd say hallelujah and he, he couldn't say hallelujah. And boy, I love to hear him say that because he had a power of God in it when he said it. And I, and I know old brother, old brother Harvey, he had backed a preacher. Great man of God. He called the men down to the house one day. He said, man, guys, I'm having bad trouble in my chest. Y'all come down here and pray for me. They went down there and prayed for him. They sat there and talked to him for a little bit. He died right there at them sitting in a chair. He's about 45 years old. Great man. It just hurt them. It hurt that church's heart. There I was sitting in the chair that morning. I was so sick. I didn't feel like I, I wanted to live. All of a sudden, the door burst open it was brother Dennis Knapp and this is the first words out of his mouth he said I wish I wasn't here and I thought boy me too I really did I wished I wasn't here I said really I said why he said I had the first dream that I've ever had about heaven this morning and I wished I hadn't woke up he said, man, I was standing outside of the biggest gates. He said they were solid white. He said they looked like they had rainbow colors in them, man. He said it was unbelievable. He said, I was just standing there and I was looking at them. It took me a minute to figure out what I was doing. He said on the other side, the gates was closed. He said on the other side of those gates, he said, I heard the awfulest racket there was in the world. He said it sounded like millions of people just milling around, not, not screaming, just, just talking. Just that hum that comes out of a crowd. But he said, all of a sudden, preacher, I heard my name called. And he said, when I heard my name called, he said, those big gates on their own accord just started opening up. He said, there was the most unbelievable street. He said, it looked like glass when you looked at it at first. But when I got up close to it, he said, I realized that thing was gold. He said, on either side of that street, reaching up as high as I could see into the heavens. He said, the only way I know to describe it to you, man, is there was bleachers. And he said, there was thousands of people sitting in them bleachers. And he said, when they called my name, he said, that crowd jumped to their feet. He said, they went to stomping and screaming and hollering and jumping up and down. He said, you've never heard such a roar in your life. He said, I realized it was heaven. Are y'all here? But he said, preacher, I looked down on the edge of the street in front of me and I saw Brother Harvey Turner and he stepped out in the street and he said, come on, Dennis. It's better than you ever thought it was. I tell you, he went and got us a place ready. I tell you, you're going to want to be ready. I said, you're going to want to be ready when that cry goes out. Behold! The bridegroom come out. Here a few months back in Georgia, there was an old man of God dying. He'd been in a coma for several days. All of a sudden, he set bolt right up in the bed, Brother Presley. And he went like this. Somebody looked around and said, he acts like he's climbing a ladder. And 
And they said all of a sudden, so it was like he got to the very top rung and said he, said his eyes got big. And this is what he said. He said, John didn't write nothing about this. And laid back over in the bed and went to glory. John didn't write nothing about this. John tried to describe it to us, but he didn't even get close to what it's going to be like when we go walking into the streets of glory. And we know, hey, 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 I said we know we made it. And you're going to be glad you live for Jesus. I come to tell this church tonight, behold, the bridegroom is a coming. I said, behold, the bridegroom. Raise your hands all over the house. Hey, are y'all here? I'm going to tell you, I want to go to that city John saw, but I want to go to that city that old man saw. Are y'all hearing me? Eyes have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man. I tell you tonight, there's a cry about to go ringing out at the midnight hour. Behold, are you ready? Do you want to go? Are you in love with him? like you never have been before. Oh, Put it up there, brother, and I'll be through. First Thessalonians chapter 4. For the Lord, the culmination of this love story is right around the corner, brother Steve. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, ha, 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 and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Hey, I come to tell you he's a coming. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Are you closer? Stand all over the house. Raise your hands and worship God if you know you're ready. No, 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 Right now, there's thousands of people in the Middle East that's getting saved. Right now in China, there's thousands of people that's getting saved. You know what God's doing? God's getting him a bride around. He's going to dress her up like he wants her. Hey, I want to be right in the middle of it. Hey, when my God, y'all ain't feeling what I am. When God says, you may kiss the bride, I want to be right in in the middle of that, brother. I said, I want to be right in the middle of that. Woo! Now, here's the question. Here's the question. Are you closer to Him than you've ever been before? Are you more in love with Him right now than you have ever been before? What if tonight at midnight that grand archangel of heaven should rear back in that great voice and cry.
how would I jump up? Would I jump up and go out to meet him? Or would I say, my God, why didn't I take advantage of the Spirit of God that was moving in that revival? My God, why didn't I lay my pride aside and run to the altar when I knew God was putting his finger on my heart? I hope you live a hundred more years, but I don't believe that's going to happen, Grandma. Come on now. But it makes no difference whether you're alive or dead. <laughs> At that midnight cry, that cry's not only going to ring off the corners of the universe, it's going to go down into every grave. It's going to ring down into the bottom of the sea. It's going to go everywhere man has ever went. And we're going to rise up. Is there anybody that wants to go? I want us to come out of our pews tonight. I want us to come down to this altar. I want us to raise our hands in mass and I want us to ask God to make us ready come on everybody that will I'm not talking to the sinner I'm talking to everybody I want to be ready I want to be more in love than I have ever been I want to be closer than I have ever been when the bridegroom Hi, thank you for listening to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. We hope this sermon encouraged you. If you would like to send us audio sermons to be played on the podcast or put on our website, please contact us. You can send us an email at hpoministries at gmail.com. Please tell your friends and family about our podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Once again, thanks for your support. May God richly bless you.